Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, May 18th, 2018, and on today's report, I will be discussing President Trump's decision to withdraw the United States from the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, JCPOA as it's known, better known as the Iran deal. During his presidential campaign, then-candidate Trump said he would not have made the Iran deal and that it was a bad deal, a very bad deal. So after months of speculation and rumors, President Trump finally pulled the plug on the deal. He announced the U.S. withdrawal from the deal on May 8th, citing concerns that the joint comprehensive plan was not comprehensive and did not address Iran's destabilizing efforts in the Middle East region. In his speech announcing withdrawal, the president said that a more constructive deal could have been struck at the time, but wasn't. Quote, at the heart of the Iran deal was a giant fiction that a murderous regime desired only a peaceful nuclear program today. We have definitive proof that the Iranian promise was a lie, end quote. Intelligence information provided by Israel was cited as proof of the lie. He said that after the deal was struck and the sanctions lifted, Iran used its new money to build its nuclear-capable missiles, support terrorism, and cause havoc throughout the Middle East and beyond. The deal was so poorly negotiated, he said that Iran would be close to a nuclear breakout even if it complied with the deal. The president, in his speech, was apparently saying, look, This was a very bad deal for us, and I am therefore counseling our participation in it. The deal would not prevent Iran from developing a nuclear bomb and threatening American cities. Interestingly, there was no accusation that Iran was not in compliance with the deal, only that it was a bad deal for America. The president further announced that he would sign a presidential memorandum to begin reinstating U.S. sanctions on the Iranian regime. Quote, we will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the United States, end quote. What does all this mean? Is the end of the deal a good thing or a bad thing? I will confess that is a very good question and one in which the answer is not very clear at all. Some of what the president intends for it to accomplish can be found in the closing paragraphs of his speech. Quote, it has now been almost 40 years since this dictatorship seized power and took a proud nation hostage. Most of Iran's 80 million citizens have sadly never known an Iran that prospered in peace with its neighbors and commanded the admiration of the world. But the future of Iran belongs to its people. They are the rightful heirs to a rich culture. In an ancient land, they deserve a nation that does justice to their dreams, honor to their history, and glory to God, end quote. Translation, President Trump just signed the death warrant of the Mullah regime in Iran, or so he believes. His speech was the final green light to the Iranian people to rise up and overthrow the Mullahs. Will he succeed? We'll see, since the jury is just out and started to deliberate on that one. He certainly has some positives in his favor as far as believing revolution will happen. Number one, Iran's economy is on the brink and new sanctions could push it over the brink. Some of that depends on the European Union countries and whether they will support the sanctions or not. The protest movement 
does seem to be growing, however. Number two, he is moving to shore up relations with nations long considered Iranian suppliers and supporters, i.e. North Korea and China. Would Donald Trump actually deserve the Nobel Peace Prize if he negotiated peace on the Korean Peninsula and reunification of the countries, as well as regime change in Iran and an end to Iranian nuclear ambitions, all without war? and all signed off on by China and Russia? The answer to that question is yes, definitely. The peace prize has become so corrupted lately, however, that it has lost its luster. But such a negotiating accomplishment would certainly deserve it. He would deserve it especially if he accomplishes those things I mentioned, despite the fact that those we have come to call the deep state were so confident they had the power to stop, remove, or delegitimize this outlier. They hate him with a visceral hatred rarely seen. The hatred is not just for his policies. It's on a personal level. These people in the opposition, the Ivy Leaguers, the experts with all the right credentials, the establishment for whom there is only one way to conduct government, and that is the Harvard Democrat group think politically correct way. What then lies on the other side of the withdrawal from this deal? What is the evidence, if any, that it was wrong or at least a mistake to withdraw from the deal? The first is that it breaks a long-existing unwritten rule of global diplomacy, and that is keeping your word. Presidents have always been able to negotiate with the knowledge that their successors would honor the deal. Otherwise, how would any country's leaders ever trust U.S. promises? This was a unilateral exit from a deal negotiated and made by an American president. There is no accusation that the other side was not in full compliance. The Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was President Obama's only foreign policy success of any consequence. That fact makes the dismantling of the deal suspicious. Are Iranians themselves opposed to the deal, and will they rise up and overthrow the mullahs? Or will they riot, burn U.S. flags, it's still way too early to make a call on that one. I've seen predictions, though. 90 to 10 in favor of the mullahs not surviving until Halloween. Hardliners in Iran could use the breaking of the deal to mobilize the Iranian population using the phrase, See, we told you Washington could not be trusted if it leads to all-out war. That could be disastrous for the world economy, the Gulf Arab states, Saudi Arabia, certainly would be expected to take part that could threaten the world's oil stability and price. Israel is obviously in close proximity and thus subject to attack, but withdrawal from the deal could actually make it easier for Israel to deal with its old enemy. Money released to Iran once sanctions were lifted by the deal, some $125 billion allowed Iran to expand military operations outside its borders for the first time in many years. Iran is now fighting a proxy war in Yemen against Saudi Arabia, a war in support of the Assad regime in Syria, and a war against Israel via Hezbollah in Lebanon. The expansion leaves Iran perhaps a little overexposed and much easier for Israel to attack Iranian forces on the perimeters without penetrating Iran itself. That scenario will be made even more difficult by the reimposition of sanctions. The Obama administration 
was outraged and worked to undermine the withdrawal. Obama's Secretary of State John Kerry traveled around the world and talked to the Iranians in possible violation of the Logan Act, which makes it unlawful to negotiate on behalf of the United States without credentials. President Obama said, quote, walking away from the JCPOA turns our back on America's closest allies, end quote. I suppose that one should ask who he thinks America's closest allies are, whose version of the JCPOA is correct, whose vision of what the Middle East should look like is correct as far as America is concerned. Did the JCPOA pave the way for an Iranian nuclear weapons program free and clear of international regulation, or did it have Iran on the road to becoming a bright, beautiful, and peaceful place? From the start of his presidency, Barack Obama seemed to have a different view of the Middle East than did his predecessors. He wanted to remake the Middle East with Iran as the dominant power in order to accomplish that remake. The power of Israel and that of Saudi Arabia would have to be checked. President Trump is quite obviously reversing the Obama legacy in the Middle East. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And is withdrawing the United States from the Iran deal a wise move or a fool's play? I will say that most who favor honoring the deal are very unlikable, i.e. anyone in the Obama administration. And most who favor withdrawal from the deal are also unlikable, i.e. neocon Republicans. I would prefer, personally, that the president leave the deal alone. Not because it's great for America, but because I am in favor of disengagement from the Middle East. And this decision to reverse the deal ensures our continued blood and treasure, not one more 20-year-old American's blood in the sands of the Middle East. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.